Welcome to this episode of the Infotainment Podcast. Your host today will be Randy with the smooth and sexy voice every podcaster dreams of. I would like to welcome you, you, and especially you to this episode of Infotainment. Welcome to all the fun, festivities, and frivolity. Well, what do we have up for our first podcast topic on the docket? Gather around the internet, people. I do have this audio, uh, 10 interesting facts about quiet people. Do you consider yourself a quiet person? Uh, I do in my personal life. You may not think so, being I do this podcast, but uh, outside of that, I am generally pretty quiet. And I listen to this. Some of them apply and some of them don't. But I found it uh, interesting. Brainy Dose presents 10 Interesting Psychological Facts About Quiet People. We all know someone who's more on the quiet side. The person doesn't say much and doesn't get noticed much. Maybe they're a friend or a family member. Or perhaps they're just someone you see around your neighborhood. Maybe it's you. But despite the fact that society often thinks that being loud and outgoing is the best way to make friends and succeed, while being more reserved is often viewed as socially inept, there's a lot more to quiet people than you might think. Let's look at some interesting psychological facts about the silent types so you can understand these individuals better and maybe even learn a thing or two about yourself along the way. Number one, they aren't necessarily shy. It's easy to assume that a quiet person is shy And while this is sometimes true, it's not always the case. Quiet people don't like to draw attention to themselves, that's for sure. They may even go out of their way to avoid being the center of attention, but that doesn't mean they're shy. They can be friendly, socialize just fine, and enjoy talking with others they're comfortable with, although they prefer to say less and listen more. Quiet types may have a lot going on inside their heads, but they're not always comfortable sharing their thoughts or feelings. Number two. They are incredibly loyal. Quiet people do not like being superficial just for the sake of having more friends. They prefer quality over quantity, so getting close to them can take some time and effort. Because their trust is hard-earned, they have very few genuine friends with whom they can truly connect with. So when you do become close, it's a big deal. In fact, loyalty is one of their core values. They also know how to keep a secret and will always stay true to you. Number three, they aren't necessarily angry or depressed. Quiet individuals are often misunderstood and misinterpreted by others as angry or depressed. While this may be true for some people, it's not necessarily true for all quiet people. Since they're more introverted and get drained by social interactions, they may simply need to get away from the crowd for a while and recharge their batteries by being alone. They really enjoy spending time on their own so they can reflect on life and learn from past experiences without having to explain themselves or defend their decisions. Number four, they are curious, independent, and highly self-motivated. Quiet people are often curious, which leads them to try out and learn about new things. They are more independent and self-motivated, thus more likely to achieve their goals. These folks don't need someone telling them what or when something needs to be done. They prefer to work alone because they like being in control of their own destiny. In addition, quiet people are rather imaginative and creative. 
This is because they spend a lot of time thinking about things that others might not think about in the first place. Number 5. They are often highly sensitive and empathetic. You might be surprised to learn that quiet people are more likely to be highly sensitive and empathetic than their louder counterparts. This is because they are more likely to have a strong emotional response to things. They might cry during sad movies or get upset more easily. However, this does not mean they are more inclined to act out in anger or be easily offended by other people's words. They are simply more aware of their own feelings than those around them. Quieter people also have the ability to put themselves in other people's shoes and understand their feelings and emotions, as well as relate through shared experiences. Number 6. They're not necessarily bored, even if they look like they are. Quiet people are rarely bored. They might be thinking about something, which can be pretty interesting for them. Or they might be enjoying the silence and focusing on what's happening around them. And since they are active listeners, they can also be paying attention to a conversation or event without needing to jump in immediately with their own two cents. Additionally, quieter individuals get energized and focused from solo activities. They have a rich inner life as well, so they don't need to fill it with external stimulation to feel fulfilled. Number seven, they are more self-aware. Quiet people are comfortable with who they are, so much so that they have no problem expressing themselves in a way that's authentic. This trait makes them honest with themselves and others too. These folks don't second-guess themselves because they are very clear on how they feel about things. They have no problem telling others when they need to change or that something isn't working for them anymore, and they have the courage to make those changes. Furthermore, quiet individuals like opportunities where they can grow personally or professionally, and this desire for personal growth makes them even more self-aware as individuals who appreciate continuous improvement. Number 8. They're more emotionally stable. Generally speaking, quiet people are emotionally stable, which means they're more likely to have a positive outlook on life, and they are better at dealing with stress. This is because they are very good at controlling their emotions, and they're typically less reactive than the average person. Because of their ability to speak up when necessary and allow others to talk without interrupting or judging them, they're able to take in information without being influenced by it too much or jumping to conclusions based solely on what someone else says. For this reason, these individuals are better equipped to deal with difficult situations and can resolve conflicts more easily. Number 9. They're more patient. Quiet people are usually more patient than those who are loud and talkative. When a situation unfolds, they are more likely to wait for it to develop before coming up with an opinion or a course of action. This patience is rooted in their ability to focus on the present moment and deal with one thing at a time. Quieter people don't rush into new experiences, which helps them be more aware of what's happening around them in the moment, rather than getting caught up in their thoughts about the past or future. As a result, they have more patience when it comes to dealing with situations as they arise. They're less likely to make snap judgments or decisions based on an emotional response. Number 10. They are highly observant and have a good memory. Quiet people have a knack for noticing details and remembering the small things. This is because they pay attention to their surroundings, observe keenly, and listen carefully. They often remember what others say and do, and can recall information quickly. Quieter folks are also great problem solvers because they spend more time analyzing situations before deciding what action needs to be taken next. As you can see, there is a lot of depth and complexity to quiet people, 
and we could all benefit from learning about them instead of judging them. The next time you're around someone who seems unassuming and quiet, remember that there might be more to their personality than meets the eye. As long as everyone insists on offering their valuable opinion, I may as well throw my two cents worth in. Well, maybe I'll throw my five cents worth in on this topic. Uh, it says that most of the people do not want to draw attention to themselves if they are a quiet person. Uh, sometimes that's true and sometimes not for me. Doing this, <laughs> it, it kind of draws attention to yourself in some ways. And when I did... Uh, a few stand-up uh, comedy things, open stages up at the Acme Comedy Company in Minneapolis, Minnesota. That's when you really draw attention to yourself, uh, when you have a good crowd anyway. And they said, well, a quiet person is usually generally pretty loyal. And yes, I can agree with that one wholeheartedly. And I think uh, some of my few friends would agree with that as far as my personality goes. For some of you who uh, consider yourself uh, loyal to all your friends, it's eventually is a kind of a bitter pill to swallow. Uh, that uh, some people are only meant to be in your life for a very short time, relatively. Quiet people tend to be creative. Well, I can put a check mark there. Uh, they tend to be uh, like to, well, they like to work alone. I can put a check mark there. Uh, they handle stress well. Well, sometimes uh, not so great on that. It depends on how high the stressor is. Uh, what was the last one? Patience. Oh, I can put a big, big check mark there. I do have a lot of that at times, I've noticed. Uh, especially at certain times dealing with uh, a bipolar. Uh, well, I think we've covered that. What categories fit you, if any? Mm, maybe it helped you learn a little bit about yourself, and uh, it helped me a little bit to learn some things. So I think we will conclude on that uh, issue and topic. That was legitness. It interests me some of the new terminology. Well, not exactly new, but uh, this terminology has popped up over the past few years. Like, woke. Are you woke? Wokeness. Bill Burr, the great comedian, uh, second only to probably Dave Chappelle, but he had some interesting comments about this on Saturday Night Live when he hosted that uh, Woke was supposed to be about 
people of color and their issues. And he says it was like that for like eight seconds. And then white women uh, swung their Gucci-booted feet over the fence of oppression and stole the movement. Eh, it's so tough to be me with my SUV and my heated seats. You have no idea what it's like to be me. <laughs> so funny. He's, he says, come up here, white women, and then take your talking to. <laughs> the nerve of you white women. <laughs> you stood by our toxic, uh, you stood by our, the uh, toxic males for so long. <laughs> yeah, toxic is another one. But I thought woke was supposed to be kind of what uh, BLM was. And I heard all the money that went to the BLM movement was uh, spending a lot of uh, stupid stuff and not what it was supposed to be spent on, really. You hear, oh, the woman producer, executive producer, I believe, of Friends uh, thought, oh, Friends now is... Uh, it uh, didn't, it wasn't inclusive enough. It wasn't diverse enough. Could you even make friends today with uh, six white people being friends? Now you'd have to have a transgender couple, gay couple, uh, throw in the word queer. Well, uh, I always thought the word queer was a slur. Actually, and you just use like gay, homosexual, or lesbian, but all those uh, not enough Asians, not enough Mexicans, not enough uh, whatever uh, in the coffee house. So she donated a bunch of money to some charity. I don't know why they didn't realize that. During when they were producing uh, Friends, when it was uh, first run. But if that's what they really wanted. But I I don't know. Uh, you know, you think about it. How inclusive was the Bill Cosby show? How many white people were on that show? How many Mexicans? How many Asians? How many gay people? But uh, woke has now become uh, a term for the ages, I guess. And then we got toxic and cancel culture. Now people are, the transgender community is trying to cancel everyone. Uh, J.K. Rowling, for one, creator of the Harry Potter books and... uh, in the films, uh, uh, what does she care? I mean, she uh, has more money than God. So, I mean, it's just, it's just stupid. Uh, people can't say anything about anybody anymore. And, and oh, my God, we got to cancel them. Like, how hard is it for comedians these days where... Something 
was laughed at years ago, like on the show All in the Family. For those of you that remember it, boy, that show would get roasted today by uh, millennials and Gen Zers and whoever else. What do we have next? Oh, well, this isn't dealing with that, but we got... Oh, I got to pick up a side hustle. I guess uh, this is my side hustle. When uh, when I would, uh, my generation would probably just say, oh, I'm picking up an extra job. <laughs> or I'm picking up a side gig. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if it looked right if I said the word gig. Yeah, those are some of the terms that seem to be popping up all over the place. I need to come up with something that uh, I'll say repeatedly on the podcast to see if it catches on uh, with somebody and it starts spreading across. Oh, I got a side gig. I got a hustling gig. I'm 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 giggling uh, uh, and hustling. <laughs> Giggling, hustling, yeah, something like that. Well, let's take a hard left turn and move on to something a little lighter. Is your hobby a turnoff? Women share the most unattractive hobbies men enjoy. There is one in here that I don't know how anybody could enjoy, but what hobbies do you find unattractive in men? I've heard some of the men's channels say, I can't verify this or not, but they say that men generally have more hobbies than women do. Who knows? I sometimes would. I know probably gaming would be. One big one for men, but someone recently polled the internet and they responded to deliver this authentic list of unattractive hobbies. I don't care to be honest, as long as you are not the type that insists that we do everything together. I like my alone time and I already have my hobbies. So I'm not going to change you and I don't want you to change for me. One confessed. Another agreed. This for me, the biggest unattractive hobby in a potential partner is not having their own hobby. (laughs) Dating for sport. I once asked a guy about his favorite hobby on our first date. His answer was dating. Uh, Shared another. A third said, when I was a teen, I was hanging out and at an after-school club at the library for nerds. (laughs) And this person walked up to me and asked me out. I was contemplating it, and then they yelled out, I don't like being single, so I gave them uh, this wide-eyed look and said something like, I uh, think I'm good, and walked away dating for sport. Well... That's probably for the uh, uh, so-called alpha males uh, who drive the uh, exotic uh, 
real expensive sports cars. I think they're God's gift to women kind of deal. There are some of those men's channels out there. Trust me. Putting your work above all else. My ex-husband put his marathon training above me. Uh, work out, I should say. <laughs> uh, losing my baby weight, I could only run once he'd run his miles, done his stretches, and eaten his peanut butter. Oh, so that's what uh, the uh, marathon trainer eats a lot of peanut butter. He also left his sweaty socks on the floor. The jogging stroller was annoying to me, one mom explained. It was too big for me to run with and didn't allow me to run well, and he needed to do too many miles. He couldn't train seriously. I had to also get up before him if I wanted to run on work days. Honestly, the entitlement was astonishing. So it's a great hobby if you're flexible. Well, I don't run marathons, so. Gambling. Well, I do do some of that, but not an extreme, extreme <laughs> extent of gambling. Someone said it's very off-putting. I don't mind my boyfriend having a good time making sports bets or having a fun time playing poker with friends. However, my friend had to leave her husband because he gambled all their savings away. Yeah, that's when you're uh, kind of in trouble there. Uh, it becomes a slippery slope, so it's not my favorite, one replied. Agreed, said another, because of my husband's gambling. We are trying to claw our way out of uh, $58,000 uh, worth of debt. That doesn't include... The $3,651 a month my husband spent from his earnings. It's life-destroying. Yes, it can be. Being an obsessive sports fan, I don't have that problem. I do like the Vikings, but not to an extreme where if they don't win, I would uh, break the television as I've seen some People do when their team doesn't win. Someone shared an, an obsessive sports hobby is something that I would find unattractive. For example, a grown man screaming red-faced at the TV over their team losing is unattractive. My boyfriend told me about a time when Tom Brady won a game coming back from seemingly unwinnable circumstances. He got so happy he started crying and throwing up. <laughs> Throwing up. You, dude. <laughs> I've never experienced such a drama uh, since. <laughs> Let me try this again. I've never experienced such a sense of repulsion. As when he told me about his undying love for Tom Brady, well, he's uh, he might be uh, available for you, dude. I can't look at Tom Brady the same anymore. Admitted another. Work as a hobby. Oh, trust me, I've never had that. 
Working is, uh, I'm not even lying. I met a guy once whose only hobby was working. One explained, so when he's at work, he works. And when he's at home, he also works. And during holidays, it's uh, also him and his PowerPoint and Excel sheets. Oh, boy. Why so serious? Well, uh, maybe he makes a lot of money and affords you that lifestyle by doing that. I don't know. The man, yeah, it sounds too extreme on your holidays. The man can't even watch an entire movie without typing away on his financial report. (laughs) Like that movie, uh, oh gosh, what it was called uh, with Ron Livingston where he always had to work on his TPS report. And when there's no work, he becomes extremely grumpy. Second user replied, I dated a dude like that, and it was miserable. He would work from nine to nine, and he genuinely couldn't understand how people could take vacations for longer than three days. He would say vacations are boring and a waste of time. He would bring his laptop on a trip with friends, and after socializing for three or four days, he would return to working on his laptop while still abroad. I've never met a workaholic worse than him. That was indeed very unattractive. Yeah, but a lot of people make a lot of money, work a lot just to maintain that, and it seems excessive and on your deathbed, are you going to look back on that as as a, a great thing? Day drinking. Day drinking, uh, being married or in love with a high-functioning alcoholic is soul-crushing. Let me clarify myself a bit. I have nothing against having a drink with a meal. That's not what I mean. What I mean by day drinking is whenever you pop a top, in the a.m. and don't stop until evening or until you pass out, then repeat the process every day. <laughs> Excuse me while I take my, a drink of my adult beverage of my maker's mark, or mark maker's, I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, that's when you might want to consider, uh, um, the double A, <laughs> not the triple A, but the Alcoholics Anonymous. I've been married for him for over eight years, and it's been a lot to deal with. Ooh, boy, you've got some uh, uh, patience with him doing that for eight years. One stated, my husband was a functioning alcoholic for like 25 years. And now we're dealing with his sobriety plus having relapses, and it's tough. It's not easy dealing with him in that condition, and it was heartbreaking to think of how unattractive he was to me during those times. Another agreed. Hmm. Now here's the one I have no idea why, why they would think any man would do this, but of a... The strange things I've uh, told on this uh, podcast, I 
I guess it is a thing. And <laughs> but collecting belly button lint is gross, man. Yeah, I'd say so. One person shared that their ex collected their belly button lint. A second said, yuck, that is disgusting. Who does this? I would never date a man who collects belly button lint. Why would you even do that? Finally, a third asked, my question is this. What joy could this bring anyone? So I'd refuse to be around any man who does this. Hmm. Uh, sounds like, does he hoard anything else like uh, fast food wrappers, candy bar wrappers, garbage? Might be a sign of hoarding. Does he clip his nails and keep the clippings too or something like that? Obsessively buying guitars. I do know a... Uh, YouTube channel that uh, guy has a ton of guitars, but he can, he is an awesome player though. I have yet to see obsessively buying guitars on this list, so here it goes. One of them screamed. Their excuse is always along the lines, uh, but they will be worth something someday. Yes, they probably will. Another shout at this. I once dated a man who owned. 37 guitars. Let that sink in. Don't get me wrong. I love music and own a few instruments. But we were 19 and he was 21. So I can only imagine how many he has now. Well, he probably used uh, a lot of different ones for different uh, types of sounds he wanted. Uh, vaping obsession. Vaping, uh, as in they make their flavors and modified devices and then blow smoke rings everywhere to look cool. It becomes their entire personality, suggested one. Vaping is disgusting. I'd sooner date a smoker, and I'm not into that idea either, noted a final user. What do you think? Did Reddit get this right? Or are these, uh, are there uh, worst hobbies that men possess? Some of these just sound like bad habits. They don't really sound so much like, but, uh, well, collecting guitars. You know, if he's a good player, why do you care? For a lot of women, being a musician is kind of a turn-on. And for a guy, or for the woman into the guy, <laughs> but yeah, vaping is a hobby. Well, I think it is time to jump into my car and run this over to the internet. Uh, you can. Help support my podcast if you like it by making a donation via PayPal at randyms12 at gmail.com. You can check out my Facebook page and also my 
YouTube page, and I know I need to get some new stuff up there. But uh, I would like to say uh, so long, and I hope you have a happy day today and a happy ending tonight. Evacuation order acknowledged. Initiating shutdown sequence.